Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about another movie list, the right stuff shutdown, and the crazy manga release week. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Geek with the geeks this week, which are the same geeks from last week and all the weeks before that, and will be the same geeks next week talking about the things that happened during that week. Um, yeah. 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 That, that's, about, that's how you kind of summarize, although we do. <laughs> how, yep. you, how you been, Kevin, in, in your geeky week of things that happened during the week that were geeky? Uh yeah, we I I did stuff. I think I think I went outside. I did actually. Oh, um, wow. on Sunday I went outside and I played frisbee golf. Uh, Ooh, I'm yeah, that forever. I I don't know how to throw a frisbee. That's what I learned. Um, <laughs> there are way too many trees on the course. Whoever put those trees there has never played golf. Uh, <laughs> but that that is part of the part of the terrain. Just trying to navigate around trees. Um, but yeah, we played that in Golden Gate Park. That was on Sunday. Um, and then earlier today, or literally right before this podcast, um, I went and saw Blue Giant, uh, the anime film, which I will give you guys a review of later in the night. But um, yeah, I, I literally just got out of the theater for that and then came home, ate a little bit and then uh, got ready for the podcast. Um, other than that, I'm just like playing it safe. I've planned out a little bit of content for uh, my TikTok moving forward but there's also like I, I mentioned it last week but the anime like the manga release week this week is uh, kind of ridiculous so uh hope you guys saved your money money saving money what is that <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either uh how about you Matt how was your week how's everything going on your end it's been pretty good I'm very glad to have had a a three-day weekend because I don't know, it felt good to not have to be at work for an extra day, which is great. Although now looking into work tomorrow, it's like, oh, dear, I have to go do things to earn money, which I'm grateful to have a job. But also, I sometimes don't want to do it. Just I'd rather sit around and do nothing like I kind of did today. Um, Our play opens on Friday. So we are in tech week. We are in the theater. Um, we didn't do makeup and costumes tonight, which I was expecting to do. Also, we we didn't have food for us because normally, like on we when we had rehearsals on Sundays, um, it's Monday today. But when we had rehearsals on Sundays, um, they'd have pizza for us. And then since we didn't have a rehearsal this Sunday and we had one today, our director is like, "Oh yeah, we'll have a uh, pizza for you." because we didn't have rehearsal on Sunday. I get to rehearsal and there is no pizza. So I was quite disappointed. Um, but geek wise, um, I've been playing a lot of, over, not, not a lot, but I've been playing Overwatch. 
Um, I picked up Zelda again after having not touched it for a long time. And I, I'm getting more and more used to it again. Like this happened to me the first time I played um, Breath of the Wild. It's like I couldn't get into it. I was kind of hating it. And then just after a while of just getting into the rhythm of, oh, no, my things are going to break or just all the gimmicks of it all. Um, I'm getting kind of into the flow of things for Tears of the Kingdom again. Um, I still hate the crafting system. I hate crafting in games. It's just it for me, it feels like a filler mechanic. It also feels like a thing specific, like the fact that they kind of made it a requirement in this game felt like they were kind of baiting out content for streamers and keeping it relevant, which like they absolutely did. There's so many videos online of people making these crazy weird builds. And like, there's so many videos on like the physics of Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom and how the crafting system is kind of insane, especially for it being built on the Switch operating system. So good job, Nintendo, for making it. I just hate crafting. Um, I also played a little bit of Starfield today because I'm trying to listen to more of the voice acting for prepping for the interview with Maddie whenever that happens. Um, but for me, it honestly, it just, it doesn't, because I'm so early in the game, it still feels very empty. Um, but there's a lot to discover and it's a little bit, it's kind of, there's a peacefulness to it and where you're just kind of exploring sometimes, but also it feels just very empty and very bleak, which I guess is how space exploring would be on an alien planet with no other people there, but I digress. Um, and then today I started reading, um, I, I haven't read this comic in, in forever since I was in elementary school, but Jeff Smith's bone, I picked up the, uh, because I had some like book club discount or credits saved up for the comic shop I go to. So I picked up the all-in-one edition of Jeff Smith's Bone, which is a fantastic story. Um, unfortunately, the all-in-one edition, which is the cheapest way to buy, which is like $45, um, which is significantly less than having to buy all the like mini editions together. It's only in black and white. It doesn't come in color, and which is a shame because like the color editions are so beautiful. Um, but it's a great story if you haven't read it. It's like it's very much for kids. It's like a very much a gateway to get kids reading comics. But it's like even as an adult reading it, and this isn't just me having like nostalgia blinders on, but it's it's genuinely like the art is gorgeous. The the writing is both funny and dark a lot of the time. It it balances the cartooniness with like the fantasy and like dark. I guess elements of it. So if you have ever have a chance to buy or read bone, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I don't remember reading bones as a kid. Um, not as much as I did like Calvin and Hobbes and like the far side. Yeah. I think I grew up on those more, but uh, definitely would pick it up now. I think uh, with, with the whole manga shelf and me like expanding into other things, I, I think it would be go back. It would be nice to go back to some of these earlier comics that I yeah. missed the opportunity to go back and read. It's interesting that you mentioned Calvin and Hobbes because like I was reading it today and it, I there are so many times where it does definitely feel like it draws from Calvin and Hobbes. So um, I'm glad that I'm not the only one making that connection because like some of the art and some, also some of the humor, it, it very much has that feel of like youth and also still being kind of wise and deep at the same time. 
Um, but speaking of comic books, Kevin, we're going to do another list because that's apparently all that Facebook wants to feed me in my, my news feed. So, um, this one is another IGN list, which I tend, again, I tend to agree more with IGN than some of these other lists we've seen, especially like last week's list. I did not agree with that at all, but it was fun to go through. So this list is the 25 best superhero movie villains of all time. And this is not specifically just staying with Marvel or DC or things that are based on comic books. Like there's there's movies out there that are superhero that are not based on a comic. Um, so yeah, this is the top 25 best superhero movie villains of all time. Kevin, who do you think are the top five? And then I'll go through all of them. Top five movie super villains. And this can be like, this is specific um, interpretations or portrayals of a villain. So like there can be like multiple, um, multiple jokers on this list or multiple um, Banes, I guess. I can't think of any other repeat or penguins. There's multiple penguins, people who have played that character or cat women's. So it's like hmm. top five specific portrayals of a character. Do this is, this is my question. It, it, does it have to be tied to a superhero franchise already? No. Or okay. No, it's just a super as long as the movie is about superheroes, you're good. Okay. Um I I think one on the list has to be Thanos. I think Thanos makes the list just purely based off of numbers. Um so I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Thanos in there. Um, I want to put, I want to put syndrome from the Incredibles one. I think he was a good villain. Okay. Um, I think you have to put the Joker in there too. There's just a lot of really good portrayals of the Joker. Joker. Um, I like Heath Ledger's Joker personally, but I, I think that would be there and possibly Joaquin Phoenix's betrayal mm, okay of the joker i feel like both of those are really solid um so yeah uh That's four yeah and then we got one more huh super villains i'm trying to think of like something that might be more out of the box that might that might fit the role um Let's put Killmonger on the list. Okay. That might be that might be an interesting one to see if it gets up there. But I would put he's he's probably one of the greater villains that like challenged the protagonist really well. Okay, so out of your top five, which were again Thanos, Syndrome, Walking Phoenix, Joker, Heath Ledger, Joker, and Killmonger, who who's your number one villain? Hmm. Probably, I still think Thanos because of the first movie. I think Endgame and or Infinity War really set him up to be like mm-hmm. one of the worst, and I think that that like fits the role really well for him. Um, so I think that's the play that we have to go with. Okay, okay. So we'll see how many you got right. So starting at number twenty-five, the top of the list, we have. The Colin Farrell version of the Penguin from the Batman that just came out, which he's getting a uh, a spinoff movie or not spinoff movie, spinoff series 
on HBO or not HBO, it's just Max now at some point in time. I think it's coming maybe next year or something. Um, 24, The Phantasm from Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was a cartoon if you haven't seen it. It is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Top Dollar from The Crow, played by Michael Wincott. The Tom Hardy version of Bane from Dark Knight Rises. Neville Sinclair, played by Timothy Dalton from The Rocketeer. Deacon Frost, by played by Stephen Dorff from Blade uh, in 1998. Number 19 is Paul Dano's version of The Riddler from The Batman. 18 is Ozzy Mendias from uh, the 2009 adaptation of Watchmen by mm-hmm. Matthew Good. 17 is Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. 16 is Lex Luthor played by Gene Hackman in Superman, not played by Kevin Spacey or um, social network guy. I can't stand the actor. Um, uh, what's his name? I, I'm blanking out too. I, I have the face. I, yeah, his face is right there. Now you see me, guy. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. There we go. Eisenberg. I, I ugh, could not stand him. Just I can't stand him in any role, really. 15. Helmut Zemo, played by Daniel Bruhl in Captain America Civil War. 14. High Evolutionary, played by Chukwudi Iwuji from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That came out this year. Number 13 is General Zod, played by Terrence Stamp from Superman 2 back in 1980. Number 12 is Samuel L. Jackson's Mr. Glass from the series Unbreakable and Glass. And what was the middle one? Uh, the middle one was uh, Split. That's what it was. So he wasn't in that one, but he was in Unbreakable and in Glass. So number 11 is Syndrome, played by Jason Lee from The Incredibles. So okay. he's on the list, but he's not quite top five. But I agree. He was a fantastic villain. Um, Number 10 is Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston from everything that Loki is in. Number 9 is Dr. Octopus, played by Alfred Molina from originally Spider-Man 2 in 2004, and then he made his appearance in No Way Home back in 2021. The Penguin, played by Danny DeVito in Batman Returns from 1992. Number 7 is Jack Nicholson's version of the Joker from Batman 1989. Number six is Magneto, played by Ian McKellen, and all the things that he's in, several of them. All right, now top five. Number five is Green Goblin, played by Willem Dafoe in the 2002 Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and in Spider-Man No Way Home. Number four is Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan in the Black Panther series. Okay. Number three is Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman from Batman Returns in 1992. Okay. Number two is Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. All right. And number one is Thanos. Yay. So you got you got it right where it counts, Kevin. I got I got three out of the five. Or right, we're good. Do you agree? Like now knowing the top five, it's Green Goblin, Killmonger, Catwoman, Joker, and Thanos. Do you agree now seeing that list? Uh, I'm not too familiar with that portrayal of Catwoman for the most part. It's like the the ones when I was alive uh, is the one that I 
I mostly relate to, but honestly, I think that what they are, what at least what they're giving us, like I can understand. Yeah, I felt I definitely feel like they went with the most iconic uh-huh. movie villains, especially like for us who grew up with the Green Goblin, or not the Green Goblin, with the, with the Spider-Man of of Tobey Maguire, that mm-hmm. era, like seeing him come back for no way home was kind of insane um just because he, like after all this time willem dafoe still has that that really good like menace and duality to him um, mm-hmm. i can definitely see killmonger just because he was so he was just a very vicious character in both of those movies like he he's barely in black panther wakanda forever but even when he's there, it's just like, damn it, Killmonger was still kind of right. <laughs> the Catwoman from Batman Returns is, she's like the iconic Catwoman. I think she's definitely more Catwoman than I think um, Anne Hathaway did. I, I really don't think that Nolan was accurate at all with pretty much any of his characters except for Scarecrow, which I think Scarecrow could have been on this list more than... I mean, I haven't seen some of these movies. Like, I I don't even remember Blade watching it. I've never seen The Rocketeer. Um, but Heath Ledger's Joker and Thanos, I think, definitely, like, there was no contest for those top two spots. You know? Mm-hmm. Is, is there anyone you could think that could have taken those spots away from them? I really don't think so. I, I can't think of anything anything else that would even come close, in my opinion. I do think Syndrome definitely, or Syndrome or Magneto, I honestly, I forgot about him, but I think those two yeah. could have made a good case for a spot in the top five. I don't think the top two, but I think they were a little bit low. I think maybe, honestly, the Catwoman, I think was a little bit high for me. I think Magneto could have taken that spot um, and definitely Killmonger, not Killmonger, um, Syndrome. Loki's mm-hmm. high up there too, but Loki's become a hero. So I think that kind yeah. of- yeah discounts him a little bit but yeah that's the that's the ign list let's i wonder if i wonder if facebook's gonna serve me up another list for next week we'll see (laughs) um so speaking of villains who somehow turned into main character slash heroes let's talk about the golem game again kevin you remember the golem game (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Um, it was quite frankly, I can't believe they ever made this game to begin with. Uh it just it, the gameplay looks really bad. The animation and graphics awful, really, really bad. Um, Daedalic Entertainment was initially supposed to make more games in the Lord of the Rings universe after this, but because it was so poorly reviewed and it performed just atrociously and no one liked it they shut down their development division and are no longer making any lord of the rings games um they laid off 25 members of their staff they released an apology letter which i i I didn't look into the story but allegedly people are claiming that it reads like it was written by uh ai (laughs) i don't know i whatever um, but the main reason that they are in um, in a little bit hot water right now is because people are speaking out about the conditions 
that they were facing while they were making the game. Allegedly, they were forced to complete uncompensated overtime. They were trying to pay their staff below minimum wage. There was a lot of abusive leadership, whatever decisions. I don't, I don't know exactly what they were doing, but we can kind knowing the kind of burnout and the kind of treatment people in the games industry are facing. It, incre- it seems increasingly common that we hear these stories, but I mean, as I hope it wasn't as bad as like stealing breast milk out of the fridge. I really hope it wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's that's like on a whole nother level of just like why. <laughs> God damn it, Blizzard! Why did you? But anyway, um, I I just I can't believe that they crunched so hard and that's what they delivered. They they abused all of their workers, and this is the product that they gave us. Um, kind of, kind of really not worth it. To, to abuse your workers like that. But another thing in the gaming industry about workers is CD Projekt Red developers who, again, they've made um, The Witcher, they've made Cyberpunk, they made some other things. I don't I don't really know what else they've done besides uh, Cyberpunk and The Witcher. But they are a Polish company who and their developers have decided to unionize with other Polish video game developers um, after a third wave of job cuts in three months has people working for CD Projekt Red feeling like their jobs are in danger and they're not being protected by their parent company. Um, According to the uh, Polish Union of Game Industry folks, we started talking about unionizing after the 2023 wave of layoffs when 9% of Reds, that is roughly 100 people, were let go. The event commended tremendous amounts of stress and insecurity affecting our mental health and leading to the creation of this union in response. Having a union means having more security, transparency, better protection, and a stronger voice in times of crisis. The above shows, well, in the statement, what they were saying, shows how employers tend to view their interests to be in conflict with those of their employees. While employees are the ones creating value in this arrangement, they lack any decision power in company structure-related matters. That is why we need to organize to enter those situations on equal footing. Um, uh, good for them. I'm glad that at least now we're seeing a little bit more agency in game developers because from what I've heard, it's a very volatile industry to work with In just to begin with, even when you're not taking into account all the burnout that we're we're hearing about recently i've heard in the past that like a lot of game companies will not hire people full-time they'll hire people on contract so that they don't have to pay them benefits um and then work them as much as they can because when you're working contract you you never know when you're uh you're gonna get fired or when you're gonna get hired again so you, i guess you try to work the best you can but when the contract's up the game developers don't renew it and then they bring in new contractors who have to like somehow learn everything that everyone else has done on this project then continue it forward so it's it's a very like it's an industry with a lot of turnover and not a lot of security so i at least for poland with this mass unionization between cg project red and some other 
game development companies. Hopefully they can put a stop to that. And if they're able to do it, maybe some other countries will start to do it. And then hopefully it'll start like a domino effect of reform within the game development industry. But yeah, that's it for me this week. I, I only had three stories. Um, take it away, Kevin. Tell us about the manga and the on- anime. I, I was going to say anime. What's with my weird <laughs> pronunciation? It's okay. Uh, everybody's got Anya on their mind. Uh, Spy Family <laughs> just started up again. So my mom's bothering me about it. I'm watching it every week. But Didn't season two just like drop on like Hulu or something? It just dropped like I think it was Saturday. This Saturday. Hmm. Um, it was when it was just released. But um overall uh we only have a couple of things really to talk about on my end too um the first thing is the official shutdown of rights of anime um is literally today uh once the clock switches over to 10 10 um rights of anime will officially be closed down um that was one of the go-to spots for a lot of manga collectors including myself um so it it is kind of a sad day for collectors um we are trying to figure out what uh, Crunchyroll is doing with the site and if it is going to change much or uh, when they're actually going to get their manga section up that will be based off of the fulfillment. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of questions up in the air still about what should we be looking for and what should. What should we expect after this? Because um, the thing is, right stuff had a sale that went all the way up until the the shutdown of the website um a lot of the people know that uh right stuff uses this app called root where they will essentially make sure that you are getting uh you're you're getting your packages when whenever you get them um and it will it will look good um but yeah it's just a lot of like questions about where like how are we going to know when our stuff is coming in um, are we going to be getting um, are we going to be getting things in the future that will help us out um, or will we just kind of be left in the dark until we until, until the official move over happens? Um, it's just a lot of questions for uh, collectors right now. Um, do you have faith in Crunchyroll to do right by all the customers that they are now going to have to try to please and keep up that same level of service? Yeah, that that is a big question. Um, I really don't know because Crunchyroll hasn't had the greatest track record when it comes to like keeping things together and making sure that like we can essentially having a good track record in terms of delivering on um like what they do at least in the product side. Um, in their streaming service, it's it's great, and when you're just talking about like having shows readily available. But when it comes to like their merch store, they are a little bit slower. Um, and sometimes like they don't package things as carefully as um, as right stuff is known for doing. So that's another thing that we have to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, that that is a lot of things that I'm dropping on you guys. But it is true. We are just waiting on uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen with right stuff, not only as a store, but also as a. Uh, as a company and where all of our merch is going to be. Um, so if that goes down and Crunchyroll does not live up to the standard set by right stuff, 
where do you where is everyone going to go there is is there an alternative or do they now pretty much own the market um there are other places that you can go um for me personally i i like looking online um i i like well barnes and noble sense to get their get their things early so if you're in it just to get the books early uh go there um there are other websites that will do discounts uh believe it or not amazon is one of them um if you are looking for books if you order more than three books they put it in a box rather than just like chucking it into like uh rather than just putting it in like a foam envelope and praying that you guys get it well um (laughs) it will they, they will actually take care of it um so that is something that i'm looking looking at possibly getting as well um so yeah, it just depends on where exactly you want to go and what you want to get. Um but yeah, there, there's just like a lot of questions, there's a lot of stuff up in the air and uh a lot of us are not necessarily freaking out but just trying to figure out where we need to go in terms of all of this. Um but yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out on that. I will be trying to shop around and see if there's any other like manga websites that will do kind of the same thing. Um, at least for the manga side, because that is one of the parts that like I'm looking at for the most part. Um, but we will definitely be looking out for uh where we could possibly go next. Uh, like what do what do we call our next home uh moving forward? All right. Um moving on from that, uh let let's talk about the movie I just saw. Uh we we just or I just got out of uh blue it's blue giant. Um there's so many things that start with the word blue. Um, but Blue Giant. Um, Blue Giant is a film about a young, up-and-coming jazz musician who packs up all his stuff, moves away from his small town, and uh, goes to become the best jazz musician, uh, best tenor sax in the world. Um, and yeah, he pretty much just just leaves his family, go goes to the big city, and tries to make it out. Uh, make it out there i have to say it is overall a great movie um you don't have to be in the jazz you don't have to know anything about jazz you could just go in to just enjoy the plot line and enjoy the story which i know a lot of people are there for for the main for the main part you you don't really have to worry about um anything else but just have fun with the movie um that that is the best thing that i could i could say about it um the movie itself is fun lots of lots of good animation i think the only thing that took me out of it um every once in a while was um there is some 3d animated shots that are just a little jarring for me Hmm. um but other than that like the overall story and like the the struggle of the character and watching them like become the best in the world is really exciting for me as a as a storyline and i thought it was a really well done film um the cg like the cg parts that like took me out for the most part were during the um were during some of the bigger performance pieces but it's not too egregious to the point where it like takes you out of the thing completely um so i would say overall like 8.5 out of 10 um, it was a limited showing, so it was only today and well, yesterday and today. Um, but if it does well, which in my local theater, it there there were a couple people there. Like it actually filled out later um, as the night went on, um, rather than just like at the start. I was like the only person in there. I was there like 15 minutes early. 
Um, and then I just got to my seat, just chilled and was like, okay, cool. It's going to be another anime film where I'm the only person here. <laughs> um, but it started to fill in and I was really surprised by like who showed up. Um, usually when there's an anime film, it's usually just like small anime clubs and like high school clubs hmm. that will just show up and be like, okay, we're doing an anime film like on this day. Let's all go and like watch the thing. Uh, there were a couple of those groups where you, you know that they're either in like a high school anime club or read the manga or are just there to like enjoy the movie. Um, but like with their friends and just hanging out, like one of them probably just said like, hey, did an anime jazz film, let's go see it. And I'm like, okay. Um, but there was also a good amount of like older people this time. Um, Define older. I, I would say like 55 and up. I oh saw God, at really? least I saw at least eight people in the theater who were either going as a couple to go see like this like film in general or like people who come from like the jazz world. You can mm. tell because like they're like either highly dressed or have like a jazz shirt on and you're like I'm like oh they're here for the music part. So that's another thing that I had to keep in mind was like oh they're this is an actual like part of the movie. I forgot Blue Giant is actually about jazz. Um, and it was, it, it's good. It's overall like a great like story. And you don't need to know anything. Once again, you don't have to know anything about jazz. If you just want to have a good time, enjoy a really solid film with good characters, I would recommend like just watching it for that. Okay. Um, another part of this movie that I, I will tell you guys for me personally, I have the first two volumes of the omnibuses for Blue Giant. Um, I had a hard time getting into the manga because I couldn't hear it. Um, as Blue Giant is, you know, a manga about music. If you can't hear like what the character is working on, um, I have a hard time like really attaching to the character and like listening to their struggle because I personally don't know what it sounds like. I don't know what you're going for, right? Um it's not until this movie came out that I am seriously debating on going back and reading it and listening to the soundtrack while I go through it. Um, I think that will definitely help me out as I continue to read through it, but it definitely gets to a really good point in the movie. Um, and I would highly recommend it. If you guys are into just watching a fun jazz film, Blue Giant is is a great way um, of just enjoying jazz and having a really cool time and um, there's some really cool like visual motifs to back the musical motifs. Um, so I would would recommend seeing it if you guys do have the chance. Do they do anything um, like special to to show the visual to like visualize the music on screen? Because like my I think the thing I was imagining is kind of like how in Ratatouille, how it it does this thing where the screen goes black and you it shows different textures and different music and different colors to kind of mm -hmm. illustrate what Remy is, is, is tasting also three minutes before we have to switch the, uh, the yeah. File. Uh, I would say that overall, when it comes to like illustrating the feel of the music, um, they do that really well. It, they, they said that blue giant is pretty much based off of this idea that, it's a star that's burning so hot that instead of it burning orange, like our sun, it's burning blue. It is like on fire. Um, 
And that whole concept came into the jazz itself. You feel this power and energy of the performance as we see it uh, being performed. So, yeah, the visual motifs really do back up the audio motifs of Blue Giant. So uh, definitely give it a shot. And if it might even be in like the trailer in some points, um, but I would would look into that style. I don't I don't know if there's any other like any other way of like describing it besides like go and watch it and feel the music <laughs> through the through the look looky eye things. <laughs> yes, a, a sight for your looky eye things to feast upon. So moving on from anime to our final part, the manga part of our list. Uh, let's go ahead and hop straight into that then. Um, manga releases. This is the this is the week of doom. I was mentioning from a few weeks ago. Um, this is the one that you gotta like save and budget for, and uh, your boy has not done a great job at doing that. But um, here we are. We're at we're we're at the middle of the week, and uh, this is the manga release. So. Um, on the 10th, there were a couple of them. I think that there were six primarily, but we're just going to go over the main three or four. I can't count. Um, we have Akane Banashi 2, um, which if you guys like Rakugo, if you guys like the single person storytelling kind of format, um, Akane Banashi is a great series that at least I'm keeping tabs on. Um, then we have Komi 27, Komi Can't Communicate, um, still going strong on book 27, um, then we have Kaiju number eight. I just caught up with Kaiju number eight um, recently. I actually like spent the week like trying to catch up. Um, so now I am. Uh, it, it is worth it. It there is stuff in there that uh, that does shake up the way how you look at the series. Um, so yeah, Kaiju number eight, volume eight, comes out uh, today. And then the last one is Donda Don five. Um, made by one of the assistants of Chainsaw Man. Um, and honestly, it's a great, very fun series if you guys are into uh, a little bit of spooky supernatural stuff, but for the most part, in there for for the memes and the lulls, you know? Uh, okay. Uh, here is October 17th. This is the big one, the one that you gotta worry about. Uh, your wallet will not thank you for this one. Um, My wallet never thanks me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll go in no particular order. Let's start with Blue Lock Volume Nine, uh, which is intense soccer. We got Laidback Camp Seventeen, Seventeen. I think it's fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, Laidback Camp Fourteen. Um, we have the Parasite Hardcover, which is on Book Four, I believe. Um, we have Book Four of the Parasite Hardcover. Um, and then. Uh, Kowloon 4, if you guys are into like being really depressed about not knowing anything about the story, uh, this, this is the one to, to go to go and pick up. Um, the last bit of this is uh, Golden Kamui 30. Um, it is a longer series, Golden Kamui 30. We have Boys Abyss 3, which it, if you don't want to feel sad, don't don't touch the book at all. Just stay away from that series completely. Uh, you'll thank me later. Um, <laughs> and then after that, we have uh, Free Aaron 9, which if you guys are watching the anime right now, uh, great series, very fun series overall. Um, 
it won't make you feel sad. Well, we'll make you feel sad, but you'll enjoy it. Um, then the two big ones. We have Spy Family Volume 10, which has taken Tatsuya Endo quite a bit to give us. Um, it has been almost, I think, it's like six, six months since we got the last one. Um, and now we finally got Volume 10. It's got young Lloyd Forger on the front. Um, and kind of goes into the reason why he became um, a spy in the first place. Um, and last but not least, we have the manga release of Bochi the Rock, um, which if you guys liked Bochi the Rock, the anime, uh, the manga uh, finally came out in the States. Um, it's about an awkward, well, so a teen with social anxiety trying to learn to be in a band. Uh, and she's an excellent guitarist. She can shred like crazy but she just doesn't know how to communicate period <laughs> but yeah that is exactly those are the series that we have this week and uh yeah it's a, it's a lot of stuff that's all over the place but honestly good series and good um good storytelling overall as we uh continue to go down this list Are we actually so, done for the week? Yeah, we're, we're done for the week. There's not a lot that we really need to go over. The main thing is try to survive till the 17th. Um, wow, I'm I'm going to go to the manga store to get all of this on the 18th um, at my local Kino Kunia. Um, that is where well, I'm going to go for this. To, uh, that's an alternative yeah. to write stuff. Yeah, it, it's nice to see it like in person and like check the quality of the book and keep it with you. Um, it it just becomes like kind of crazy once you walk in there and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's that guy." I'm like, "Oh God, they know me." <laughs> and then I go to the register with like 15 books, and they're like, "Oh God," like yeah, yeah they're probably they... used to it. They should be happy at, yeah. at any rate that you're buying 15 books. <laughs> I have, I'm I'm literally funding their paycheck. <laughs> this is how it works. Don't judge me. I pay your salary. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, guys, thank you for joining us this week. This is we we've passed fifty episodes. This is episode fifty-one of this new podcast that we've we've done. So, hooray for us! Um, any any special fifty-plus episode advice for anybody, Kevin? Um, I've been watching a lot of like weird baseball stuff recently. Um, have you have you heard of the Savannah Bananas? Before. I've heard of the Savannah Bananas. I am trying to get tickets to go see them when they come up to NorCal. They're kind uh, next of like the, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, right? Yeah, so... but I got like super into it and I found out that there's like a completely different rule set that they play by. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking to see if I can get tickets for them. Uh, their their lottery system, uh, is not too bad it's pretty much just like if you got in we'll do a lottery to see which day you could come in and get your tickets if you want them so mm. I, i'm just looking at all that and trying to trying to enjoy savannah banana baseball um but yeah i've just been looking into weird sports and just having fun with that <laughs> all right everybody you heard the man have fun with your weird sports um thanks for joining us for a, a very short week this week and we will catch you next week adios
Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.